I'm so pleased you know as a brother here that lost the little daughter. I couldn't find her anywhere. And I've just been to see him. And she's been found. <laughs> Heavenly Father, we come to you tonight. And we praise and thank you again for this wonderful privilege of gathering together in Jesus' name. We thank you, Lord, there was once a time when we were lost. But now we've been found. And we come tonight to celebrate that day that we've been found, we've been born again, we've been washed in the precious blood of the Lamb. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, and tonight, Father, we praise, we've gathered together in the mighty name of Jesus that you move in old time power upon every one of our hearts. Oh, that we might know thee in the power of thy resurrection. We thank you, Lord. You can read all our hearts now. And we ask you in Jesus' name, so move in this meeting that not one of us will ever be the same again. Oh, God, we pray you set the captives free. Save precious souls. Heal sick bodies. Bind up the brokenhearted. And baptize with the Holy Ghost and fire in the name of Jesus. So move, O oh God, in this meeting that not one of us will ever be the same again. Fan this mighty flame of revival. So move on our hearts tonight that those who come upon us after we've thrown out this meeting will take knowledge of us that we've been with Jesus. We thank you again, Lord, for such a wonderful gathering as this, for this wonderful family you're bringing together. Praise thy wonderful name. We're so thrilled. We thank you, Lord, for the love that's been shed abroad in our hearts tonight. And tonight we come to thee and we open our hearts and we say, Oh, God, in the name of Jesus, have thine own precious way in all our lives. For Jesus' sake, amen. Shall we all raise our hands and say, Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. In the name of Jesus, I bind every hindering spirit. In the name of Jesus, I loose the spirit of deliverance. I loose the spirit of joy, peace, healing, and salvation in this meeting. In Jesus' beautiful name, hallelujah. Everybody praise the Lord. Amen.
start this meeting, I spoke to a lady. She said, I've just enjoyed listening. You know why? She could never hear before properly. God's made it, given her a hearing. Just a quick testimony again, my darling. Come on. She's a changed woman by the power of God. She's a changed woman. She does me good to look at her, what God's done for you. Give her a kiss, darling. Let us raise our hands for God bless you. Come on, sweetheart. Well, I didn't know what had happened on Monday. Um, I knew something had happened. I knew, I think on Tuesday or Wednesday, that it was love. Love had found a way to redeem my soul. And I knew the meaning of that. But I also know tonight now that the age of miracles isn't past. It's not just happened in biblical days. It's happened now. It's happened this week to me. And I've always, well, for four years, I've been dependent on somebody else to hear from me and tell me what they say. But last night, I heard all the meeting, every word of it. I was prayed for the night before. Yes, that's right. So I do praise God for that too. She just said, I've just been happy listening. And this is just what God wants to do tonight. If any of us sick and afflicted in any way, God can heal you. The Holy Spirit is here tonight, my brothers and sisters, and is moving in old time power. These are the days of visitation, so everyone open your hearts to God tonight, and many more will be delivered like our dear sister. Praise the Lord. Raise your hands and praise the Lord, everybody. Brother Ron, where are you? Brother Ron, where is he? Come on, Ron, bless you. I feel great relief that you found your daughter, lad. And bless the Lord. Anyway, my brother Ron has been going this way many years. He has a quick testimony for the glory of God. Bless you, lad. Praise the Lord. My daughter was lost today, bless the Lord. But we found her, and um, found her walking down the London Road. But she'd, bought, she'd been buying a book, and um, in the book was this uh, bookmarker, and it was a, it was a scriptural, a scriptural book, uh, I forget what it was called. But on the marker it says, uh, Jay, I'm coming back again, and uh, it's, uh, that means the Lord's coming back again. But it's very appropriate that uh, she was on her way back to the campsite where we were, you know, so we laughed about praise God. But I, I've been in the way a good many years now, hallelujah, and... Um, Many people would say that, uh, well, it's all froth, it's all bubble, and it's just this glory where it's just a light thing, nothing real, nothing sincere about it. Well, I'd like to tell you tonight that uh, it's real, hallelujah, and it's alive, and it's a wonderful way of life, praise God. I was set free in Singapore in, uh, in 1960, and um, we used to have glory meetings out there. And you might have thought it was hot this week when we were rejoicing in God. But we used to dance in the spirit and we used to roll on the floor, drunk in the spirit, in a, in a, in a temperature of over 100 degrees. Praise the Lord. And we used to be, we used to didn't bother about mosquitoes and we didn't bother about all the other insects that were crawling around. Praise the Lord. We used to just rejoice in God, in spirit and in truth. And I'd like to say that um, the way... The way in which we fashioned our meetings was, uh, was upon the glory tapes that we received 
from England. Hallelujah. And I'd never, I'd never met Henry. I'd never known about him till I went to Singapore. But uh, uh, we used to play his tapes and learn the choruses. And we, used to, we got a tambourine and a little accordion. And we used to rejoice in God. And we had a little glory meeting. Hallelujah. And God has blessed us. Hallelujah. He blessed me. Filled me with his Holy Ghost in a Bible study. Hallelujah. And, uh, and he, he spoke. Uh, when I was filled with the Holy Ghost, um, I was seeking good while. And he baptized me in a Bible study. And uh, during, while I was speaking in tongues in my initial baptism, I didn't know it, but I was speaking Malayan language. And I was speaking uh, like Oxford English, the, the, that type of Malay the very high class Malay, and I didn't know it. And I was rejoicing and praising God, speaking of the Father and, how, and the love of the Father in Malayan. And round about the house where we were uh, was uh, gathering uh, Indians, Malays, Chinese, and they were all listening to me magnifying God in this language. Hallelujah. And uh, uh, that is not to boast, praise the Lord, but just to tell you that God baptizes in the Holy Ghost today. It's not, it's not something we work up. Hallelujah. It's something real. Praise God. This happened in the, the day of Pentecost. The disciples went out and the, and the other people were hearing them speaking in their own tongues and languages. Hallelujah. The mighty things of God. And God does it today. Praise God. He baptizes with the Holy Ghost. And we need this baptism. We need this fire. Like Henry said last night, you've got to be filled with the Holy Ghost. You've got to be baptized in the Holy Ghost and fire. You've got to be saved, washed in the blood of the Lamb, and baptized in the Holy Ghost and fire. It's no good just being saved. It's no good just being washed in the blood and say, well, I love Jesus. You've got to be filled with the Holy Ghost and fire. It's vital in these latter days, because these are the latter days. Praise the Lord. And we need the Spirit of God. Hallelujah. So... Uh, I would exhort you all, hallelujah, and even not filled with the Holy Ghost, it is most vital in these days, praise God. You can't experience the joy of your salvation, you can't experience the love of God without the, this baptism, hallelujah. Our brother and sister from Jersey, come on, both of you. Bring your back, come on, right away. Praise the Lord. Bring your husband with you, come on. Praise the Lord. Amen. There we are. We're going to have a sister. Give us a song first, brother. Sister. Whatever you've got. If anybody asks you, you, what's the matter with me, 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 just tell them I'm safe, safe, safe by the Holy Ghost. If anybody asks, sorry, asks you, you, what's the matter with me, 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 just tell them I'm safe, safe, safe by the Holy Ghost. It's in my heart. 
Praise the Lord. I'm not used to speaking into, into mics. I love Jesus. Don't you? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm so glad, so excited. So thrilled to belong to Jesus. I just blessed God that day when he reached down his hand. Oh, glory. And he lifted me up. Hallelujah. 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 I can tell you, brothers and sisters, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Bless his wonderful name. I can just tell you, dear brothers, oh, my, I was flat on the deck when Jesus found me. Oh, I'd never heard that Jesus was alive. And my dear one, Richard, and myself, I was so ill. I was down to seven stone. I was on morphine. I was on drugs. I was on sleeping tablets. I was an absolute invalid. Oh, but Jesus. Jesus reached down his hand. Oh, and he lifted me up and he set me free and he gave me a heart and a soul to praise him and to uplift his wonderful name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Our God is real. Let me tell you, he's real. He saves to the uttermost. And I've been ill now. I've been ill many, many years. And oh my God, we've had many downs. Oh, but I do praise him for the ups. I do praise him that he raised me up to come here and to be with you and to share Jesus and to lift his name because his name, dear brothers and sisters, is just higher, oh, hallelujah, than any other. His name is Jesus. His name is Lord. And I thank him tonight for that love wherewith he loved us. And gave himself for us. And I can't tell you what a joy it is to be with you. I can't tell you what a joy it is to share Jesus with you together. I can't tell you what a joy it is all to be in one another as we are in Christ. And Christ is in us. And all love, love never faileth. Love is the only thing that matters. And you know, when we're gathered together and we want to live our beautiful Jesus off, he just sweeps into our souls and we get so thrilled with him. And he lifts us up. And I just bless him tonight. Bless him. I do. That I never lived till Jesus found me. But my God, since he found me, Life has been different. Life has been wonderful. And although I've suffered, my God, it's in the valley. It's in the valley experience that you meet Jesus because you become to be utterly, utterly dependent upon him. You mustn't look to any man. You mustn't look to any minister. Oh, but there's one mediator between man and God, the creator, Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Isn't he just wonderful? Just wonderful. And he just wraps his arms around you. Do you know I've cried unto God this week when I couldn't come to the meeting? May I just tell you this, for anyone that's ever been sick, for anyone that's been near to despair, because it's been 13 years that I've been sick, but it's six years nearly that I've been with the Lord. And I've been down there many times. Every other week, we never seem to get off. Then we're down again. But you know, he holds you. 
it, it deepens that faith Amen. that you cling hold of him. And you know, I'm crying unto God and I can feel my spirit just being drawn unto him to love him more, to obey him more, to follow him more. Because Jesus, Jesus, there's just no life without Jesus Christ. There's just no reality without Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is our all in all. Oh, let's praise him because he has made life worth the living, hasn't he just? He's just changed every one of us and given us life. Oh, abundantly. Hallelujah. 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 And we can only do all things in him. All things in him. He is our faith. Oh, the beginner and the finisher. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And everything that he wants done. Oh, we've just got to surrender our all to him. All our ideas. All man's ways. All religion. All traditions. And let Jesus have his lovely way. Hallelujah. So he can be free by his Holy Spirit just to minister to all those that are in need for body. Soul, mind, and spirit. And he'll just draw you into his bosom of love. Oh, believe me, this thing isn't just dancing. Although I love to dance unto the Lord, David danced unto the Lord and he praised the Lord. You can't help but praise him because he's so real, so real. And he's kept my dear one and I. I just want to just say this God gave me a wonderful husband. God gave me a wonderful husband and he's been with me every step of the way I don't know any other man that would have stayed with me what I've been through he's done everything when I've been bed week in and week out and he's stayed with me I just thank God you know he just gives us things even before we knew him we didn't know the Lord Richard and I at 16 years we've been married and yet he's made our marriage more beautiful than ever it was before. He's made just something beautiful, hasn't he, of all of our lives. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Oh, bless the Lord. Quiet member of the family. <laughs> what do I say after that? <laughs> Praise the Lord. I'm happy to be here. And thank you very much for all the love that you've extended towards my wife and I. We love you in the Lord. And um, thank you. Thank you, Lord. Yeah. Praise God. Thank you. Praise the Lord. Our brothers and sisters from Pendlebury, the revival team, come on, let's have something from you, brother. Sing your hands. Organise yourself. Freak, come on. Come on, join me. You know, it makes it, uh, it makes it very difficult. Now, whilst we're plenty of a long musical, we don't all sing and play together. And uh, with being two generations, the songs that my wife sings to glorify the Lord are probably of a different nature and vastly different to the young ones. I would like to sing a piece or play a piece and sing a piece from both generations my wife will sing a piece and uh, a short one where's the trumpet the younger one where is it give him a shout Andy Andy can you pass the trumpet just a minute 
to go first. Thank you. Creation shall pray. 
breaking her back, we'll have them this tonight. Arthur and Sheila, come on, both of you. Praise the Lord. Arthur and Sheila had a wonderful blessing from God recently. And it's through Sheila that this wonderful work started in Fisherton. Come on, bless you. Be both free as the Spirit leads you. Give them a hearty clap. already testified this week, so a lot of you will probably have heard, but um, if you haven't been to these glory meetings before, one of the things that uh, thrilled me was the Psalm 150, um, if I can find it, I'd like to read a bit of it, put my bifocals on first, <laughs> I'm always telling Henry that he ought to put this up outside our little chapel in Fiskerton, because <laughs> I think the local residents think we're halfway around the bend. <laughs> and uh, it says, Praise the Lord, praise God in his sanctuary, praise him in his mighty expanse, praise him for his mighty deeds, praise him according to his excellent greatness, praise him with trumpet sound, which we... I've been doing very well tonight. Amen. Praise him with a harp and lyre. Yes. Praise him with cymbal and dancing. Yes. What? <laughs> <laughs> Praise him with stringed instruments and pipe. Praise him with loud cymbals. Praise him with resounding cymbals. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. And that fills me when we come to these glory meetings. And Henry refers to my wife and him starting these. And they took, borrowed this little chapel. Henry calls us chapel squatters now. We borrowed this chapel, I think it was one Saturday night last October. And I think we're on our 46th or 7th Saturday tomorrow. <laughs> and we've attended every one except two. Uh, every one, one of them except two. And we have our filling every Saturday night. But from my own point of view, this time last year, I didn't know the Lord. I was completely ignorant of him. Well, not ignorant, I suppose I heard something in my childhood, but I rejected it. Because of the church, churches I attended or went to and the school chapels I had to go to, everything was miserable and depressing. And there was always this poor man strung up on the cross who would obviously suffered terribly. I found this depressing, but I didn't know the reason he suffered. And he suffered to save us. And the glory carries on from there. We get the joy of what the Lord has sacrificed for us. And he's given his life and suffered all that, that we might live. And he didn't come with religious doctrines and creeds. He came to give life. And we are reaping the benefit of this life. And we've got to make the most of it. And he's offered us eternal life. And I think we've all accepted it here. If you haven't, I pray that the Lord will come along and help you to receive him, that you might have eternal life. Praise the Lord. I can't say any more than that. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, O oh my soul, and all that is within me. Praise his holy name. Oh, thank you, Jesus, for saving my soul. It's so wonderful. He said that he's come to give us abundant life and he's done that for me.
it's really wonderful. I've really enjoyed this week, and Arthur has as well, I know. When I was first saved, which is a few years ago now, about 1962, I think it was, he made this book become just alive in a moment of time, instantly. It was absolutely dead before. I couldn't understand a word of it. But in the moment that I was saved, the whole thing became alive. And he used to give me scripture after scripture in those first months, give me the word and then apply it and make it real in my life. And one of the first ones he gave to me was this. You know that you've passed from death to life because you love the brethren. And he gave it me again this week. And it's been so lovely and so beautiful to have fellowship with all you people. It's just wonderful, really. He gave me that again. We know that we've passed from death to life because we're brethren. I do love you all, everyone. And it's real. It's wonderful. I was sitting up there and... The Lord gave me a word. I didn't know Henry was going to ask us down here. And I thought, if he does, I've got to give to you what he's just given to me. And uh, this is it. It's, it's in Philippians. And this is my prayer for you, every one of you. And this I pray, that your love may abound yet more and more in knowledge and in all judgment that you may approve things that are excellent and that you may be sincere and without offence till the day of Christ, being filled with the fruits of righteousness which are by Jesus Christ unto the glory and praise of God. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you.
anointed one is. I'm like Pope John. I'm breaking with all tradition. Um, I think this is wonderful. Praise the Lord again. Tremendous spirit of prayer. I think you're wonderful people. And it's a tremendous privilege for me, a Roman Catholic, to be present in your midst. Thank you very, very much. Thank you, Lord. Lovely. And I would ask you very specially to pray for the unity of spirit, for Catholics uh, and all denominations to get together and praise the Lord. Amen. You know, we have started our prayer group here in, in Clacton ourselves, and this is something quite new to us indeed, as you probably all know. This is something quite new to us. And we have our meetings at South End. So I would ask you at all your prayer meetings to pray for the unity of all Christians. And as you know, Cardinal Hume is very keen on this. And this is his wish and his prayer that all Christians get together of all denominations to praise the Lord. And this is why we are here tonight, to praise the Lord. So, Praise the Lord again. Thank you very, very much. desire of our hearts. Oh God, we pray that you will grant the desire of our hearts, that we are a mighty coming together thy people, who are wonderfully saved and filled with the Holy Spirit. And Heavenly Father, we pray for this very moment that our sister will never be the same again. We pray she go on from glory to glory and make her a mighty channel of blessing and bless these meetings, Lord, where they're taking them and wherever she goes, for Jesus' sake, amen. God bless you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. I tell you, that is of God. I tell you, that is of God. I would take some missions of Thorpez a short time ago, and some lovely people came in. They were Roman Catholics, and they were quite excited to just come from Rome. And they'd been in the square there, and the Pope had asked them to all praise the Lord, to praise the Lord. And he said, and he was just doing what you've been doing this meeting, all loving one another. There's a mighty move of the Holy Spirit. To God be all the glory, isn't it wonderful? God bless you, sister. Praise the Lord. Our sister was very brave in coming up, and I thank you so much from the depth of my soul. Sister, you encouraged me, because I believe that the air shall be filled with the glory of God. And it's coming through ordinary men and women like we are. The denominations do not matter as long as we're born again. And one of his saved washing the precious blood of a lamb. Praise God. Do what our sister told you to do, will you? Praise the Lord again. Amen. Will somebody at the back there 
pick uh, the dynamite up and present our sister who's one to take with her. Will you go and give it to her sister to take it home with her? A dynamite. Praise that's all praising the Lord, it'll do it more than ever. And then she'll give more people the dynamite. We'll all get the dynamite. We'll all get moving. <laughs> Ain't it wonderful? <laughs> Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. We shall never be the same again, shall we? Praise the Lord. Miss Logan and your, your sweetheart there, friend, will you come out and just a quick testimony for the glory of God from West Auckland? There we are, Nan. God bless you, Nan. Here she is. Just one evidence that I want to give tonight, and that is this, that God is preparing the people for rapture. Amen. And if you miss the rapture, you've missed everything. God wants his people sanctifyingly yielded to him. To give yourself wholeheartedly to what he can do through you and not what you can do. You'll destroy the work of God. But God will lift you up and make you mighty. Mighty yet. Because he desires in the last days. Perilous times are coming. But he's going to prepare a people that sanctifyingly yield to him. For the rapture is not very far hence. And only then that are fully sanctified shall march on in triumph. Hallelujah. We have a girl here that came with us who wanted to come. And she came in a sense of bondage. But she's been set free. Hallelujah. So I'm going to get down and let her. Amen. Bless you. Oh, oh, that's wonderful. Oh. She's a wonderful woman. A wonderful woman. I love her. Bless her. Praise the Lord. Come on, my darling. Now, I just want to say one thing. <laughs> Somebody said if you go in that movement, you're done. You're done. And I've been in Pentecost for years. But I want to say this, that I found in this couple a something in the affinity of my spirit. And God wanting such as this to gather up in the last days is going to call a people out. That's it, that's it. A people out, even out of this, is going to call out to be sanctifyingly yielded to him. Bless you, man. God bless you. Here you are, my darling. Praise the Lord. I praise God tonight that I know I'm going to be in the rapture. Bless the Lord. Hallelujah. I'm turned, I'm nearly 75, but I've been saved 50 years, and the Lord promised me when I was 30 years of age that he would revive my youth. And I thought, well, that's funny, revive youth, I'm only 30. But I forgot you got to get old before you can revive you again. So when he asked me now if I'm retired, I say, no, I'm retired. Blessed be the name of Jesus. And I want to be there when you're all there to meet you. The marriage supper of the Lamb. Hallelujah. 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 Bless the name of Jesus. Amen. Bless the Lord, wonderful. Sit down there, Lord. Praise the Lord. Now, oh, it's lovely. It's wonderful. Now, our brother's come all the way from Wakefield and he's got to go back on the train tonight. He's just he's got, to got about 10 minutes or so. Brother, come on, a quick one. He's on, is one of them? What is it? Parole? Parole. Parole. Well, there we are. Well, first of all, I have apologies to make 
to the girls that I got up at half past seven this morning to meet me off the train and I wasn't there. Well, I broke down on the M1 somewhere and my scooter's still there. I've come by train and I'm going across to Oxford to be there in the morning to, uh, to speak at a prison called Grendon Underbank. It's the Home Office Psychiatric Prison and I've been invited to go and speak there and that's why I'm having to leave tonight to travel through the night. I think I shall have to spend the night on the station at Colchester because of uh, coach and train service times. But uh, let me give you my testimony. Well, as Henry said, I'm on parole, not payroll, parole. I wish I was on payroll. (laughs) I might be able to afford a bike that goes. (laughs) But, uh, you know, I'm 25 years of age, but, you know, I'm only four years of age. I've been born again. Now, for the past 23 years of my life, yes, I've been very happy. I've had a normal life. I've enjoyed, I had all material things. I had a a mother's love for me that was so great. I lost my father when I was only eight. She had to bring us up on on his own farm. She did that. And she showed me all the love she could show. I had everything I wanted, everything. I had only to ask for it, and I got it. And uh, I didn't appreciate these things. Never, you know, I, I came to realize I hadn't appreciated these things. And um, one day, April the 17th, I found myself in a courtroom in Sheffield Crown Court. And I can remember the words, Has, David Haslam, it is my passing judgment upon you. You are a disgrace to your family. You are a certain menace to society. I am here with sending, sentencing you to six years imprisonment. I recommend that you serve the full six years of your prison sentence. And may this be a deterrent to you. Praise the Lord. I've only served three years. A half and I'm out. I got reviewed for my parole. And praise the Lord, I got it. Now, I went to prison. I went straight back to that cell on that day. And I'm in a little prison cell, only eight foot, be about four foot. I don't know if any of anybody's been to prison that's in the congregation. But uh, it's just a little cell. All I had in was a bed and a chair. And there I was, sat there. I was crying. I, I wanted to kill myself because there was nothing left for me. That judge had said it all. And you see, I had a family, and I had a, I had a good family. I had good friends. I've been privileged on numerous occasions to represent Yorkshire at the county cricket level before I went into prison. So I have I stand up friends. I ran the Thorpe Ezra Junior Football Club, which we have three times won the National Five Aside Tournament at Wembley. And uh, you can see I was up there. So it had all to finish because I found myself in this prison cell. I'd done wrong. I, I found myself there. So I thought, well, there's one way out. And that's to kill myself. I got the razor blade. And I'd, well, I'd just started to stroke it across my wrist. And I heard the keys, you know, jingle. I thought, aye, aye, that's my prison door. And I just managed to get the razor blade down and cover my wrist up where, where it was bleeding before officer. So in any bounce, I said, uh, Haslam, a letter for you. It came this morning. So we couldn't give it yet because you were at court. But we knew you were coming back. And I liked that expression. We knew you were coming back. Well, I knew I was going back to prison because I don't admit it. What I did carries a life sentence. 
that in itself I've said enough. What I did carries a life sentence. I was lucky, very lucky. And uh, he said, here you are, it's done me good, this letter. I'm sure it'll do you good because they have to read all incoming mail at Wakefield Prison, you see, because it's one of the most maximum security prisons in the country. It's got 150 cameras just watching you. It even watches you when you go to the toilet. I'm not joking, it even watches you when you go to the toilet. That's how, that's, that's the maximum security it is. And uh, so I said, well, I, I wondered, who wanted to write to me? Who could have wanted to me? And best thing about it, this letter didn't come from England. It came from abroad. It came from Copenhagen, Denmark. And it came from someone I hadn't known. She was a missionary in Copenhagen. She'd seen, the, she'd seen my story in the local paper because her mother had sent it to her or something, and she just said she felt compelled to write to me. Now, the first few words I came across were these. You know, David, Jesus never came to call the righteous good people. He came for those who were tempted and had difficulty not to be tempted. And if they were sorry, he was on their side. And David, he cares for you. Right now he's waiting. He said, behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man heareth my voice and opens the door, I will come in. You know, praise the Lord, that word. She was saying there, and, and she went on to say, David, you may be needing his help. Right now, you're, you may be facing some problem. You, you're wanting his help. Please, go to the Lord Jesus, because everything can turn out for the better. How true was that word? How true you know, it's, 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 it can only be the Holy Spirit, wasn't it, that did it? Because how true I was. I was within seconds from killing myself. Because I hadn't planned to just do it half-heartedly. I knew what to do. My wrist and my throat, and that was it. They couldn't stop me bleeding then. I had intentions. I was going to kill myself. But you know, I'd, I'd ever read this letter. I, the letter fell out of my hands. And you know, brothers and sisters, I found myself on my knees. I found myself on my knees. And I can remember saying, Oh Lord Jesus Christ, Oh if you do love me as you say you do, please let me see this love you have. I do need your help because I did need it. And I came to Christ in that prison cell. I came. I came just as I was. You know, I came with all my sins. I came with all my failings, with all my fears. And with all my doubts, I came, I brought them all to the feet of Jesus Christ. I laid them there because he had already died. He had taken my place, my sin he had already died on the cross for. He died in my place. I had not to die. Jesus Christ came to me and there I confessed that I had needed and I wanted his forgiveness. And you know, I remember the words, just as I am, poor and wretched and blind, sight which is healing of the mind, yea, all I need indeed to find, O Lamb of God, I come. And I came then to Christ. In that prison cell, I came, as I said, just as I am. And you know, I've come a long way from that moment in my prison cell when I found myself on my knees for the very first time in many years. Or, yes, I had a family that was dedicated Christians. I, I went to see Henry at Thorpe Esley. And our brothers and sisters had thought many a time. But you know, I'd never really listened to the word of God. I'd never really took it in, what he meant for me. But you know, he said to me now, he said, Haslam, you know, 
I'm going to have you. And I'm going to, if I've got to send you to prison, you'll go, but I'm going to have you. And you know, going to prison was the only way that the Lord could get through to me. Because I couldn't stop running until I got there. And then I had to stop running. I had got to face. And I faced it in that prison cell. And I praise the Lord that Jesus Christ came into my life. You know, I praise Him and thank Him that He is real to me now. You know, I wouldn't have been here tonight if it hadn't been for Jesus Christ. Because the judge had said, I recommend you serve the six years. That's what the Lord can do. And brothers and sisters, I want to tell you just before I finish what I'm going to, my testimony. It's not finishing in my sense because I'm still carrying on. And I want to tell you what happens in Wakefield Prison. There are other men just like me, born again Christians. We have a service just like you. And last Saturday, I told Henry a week or two, I was, I was invited to go to Wake, back to Wakefield to take their anniversary services. This is the first time a prisoner has ever been allowed back into prison. And I went back to prison and I put on a prison uniform. I, put, I took all this off. Pinched blue and white striped shirt. Stiff starched collar. Itchy underwear. You know, and old great trousers that half, you know, I, well I couldn't get in them. But I put them back on and I went to prison. Because I went for, for, the, for the Lord. I wasn't going back because I had to, but I was going for the Lord Jesus Christ. And, you know, the thing that hurt me most was I could go back through them doors. Them doors was open to me for the very first time. And I left behind me many, many other people that are much more worthier than I am to be walking through them prison gates. And I, I want to tell you that the work in Wakefield Prison that was started by... Henry that started writing and sending me pamphlets that we used to get round we became strong, we became 30 and we all became baptised in the Holy Spirit and this is the most tremendous thing how the Holy Spirit came to us I've told the brothers and sisters at Thorpe and at Newark but I'm going to tell you all it started like this, at half past eight we get banged in our cells, everyone goes to his own cell you're all in single cells and we said right at nine o'clock when that bell rings in the tower, we're all going to get on our knees, whatever we're doing, and we're all going to pray for this lad, I'm going to tell you his first name, I can never repeat his second name, I'm not allowed, Noel, he wanted to receive the Holy Spirit, and, and you see, when we said nine o'clock, we knew we'd all be on his knees, and all praising the Lord at nine o'clock, and asking the Holy Spirit to come, Noel said, I want the Holy Spirit, he was the first one to Wakefield Prison, there were 16 of us then, 16 of us, and six in one night, received the Holy Spirit. It started from the first that came to Wakefield. Then it went to the second that had been the longest in Wakefield. The third, the fourth, and the sixth and final person into Wakefield. Surprisingly, the first to be born again was me. But I was the last to receive the Holy Spirit but I was, because I was the last into Wakefield prison. This is how the Holy Spirit works. Praise the Lord. Now there's 30 of them. And what's more, they've been moved about. They're, they're in different prisons. They're in different prisons and they're all witnessing. I've been invited to go to Grendon where one of our brothers went. And he's, they're allowing me to go and see him. And take their fellowship tomorrow evening. You know, and this is a great honour for me. Because 
I feel that the Lord has been calling me to do this work. But this prison I'm talking to you about now, that's invited me to go tomorrow, not the governor, is a coloured gentleman, he's a West Indian. And I've told the brothers and sisters that thought before. As I told you earlier, I played play cricket. And a number of times I've been with the Yorkshire County Cricket Club. And what happened, he keeps pulling me to my... I'm not used to mics, you see, I don't like them. But, you know, he said, he came to me because I'd been invited to lead the prison in a special tournament against the Australians and the English cricketers that was playing at Edinley. Lister, the Yorkshire secretary, of course, is a, he's a director to the prisons, etc. You know, he does all this. And there was bringing a team in, not the top men, but there was going to bring a team in for us to play. And I was selected to represent the, and, and captain the prison side. And this coloured gentleman came to me, says, Aslam, I want to play in that side. I knows what happens if that doesn't pick me in his West Indian voice. And I did, because this man was serving a life sentence for murder, and he doesn't mind me telling you, for murder, and, he'll, and he'll, he'll put a knife in anybody's back that gets in his way. In that prison he did. Because he was the man that they all looked to. You know, like we look to Jesus, all the hooligans and vandals that you call that's in prison look to him. He leads them. He leads all the rebellions and everything. And he said, he said to me, you're going to pick me. And I knew what happened. And I had to really think about this. But he, could never, he couldn't play cricket to save his life. It was bad enough. You know, because we were all out for 16, as it were. You know, I got a duck. But, uh, you know, what makes, you know, it makes no odds. But I don't know what he'd have got. You know, I got a duck. You know, so I don't know what he was going to... So I couldn't really play him. And, you know, I had to turn around to him. And I had to say, listen, I cannot play you. And I stood there and just said, listen, Frank, you can't play. And I was waiting for something happening. I was waiting for getting it or something like that. I knew something was coming. I stood there a minute and nothing happened. And then he said, Haslam, you're the first one that's ever stuck up to me. He says, is it because that goes to that there church? I said, well, I don't know if it's that I go to that there church, but it's because I've got Jesus Christ, I said. Because I said, you wouldn't have been hurting me, you'd have been hurting Jesus Christ. And he says, listen, Will you stop on about this trap shack, about this, all this Christian life? He says, so it's only for you kind of people. It's only for you that want parole. He says, I'm doing life. He says, I've hated and killed and I don't care. I wish I were dead, he said. I wish I was dead. He said, there's no hope for me. How wrong he was. What did he say? I came to set the prisoner free. Hallelujah, praise the Lord. He said it. And I said, listen, Frank, I said, the Lord wants you. And I stood to him and I said, listen Frank, the Lord wants you. And I said, I'm going back to my cell. I'm going to round up my other brothers and we're going to pray for you. Because you want the Lord. And he did want the Lord. He was fighting against it all the time. But he knew if he accepted it, it to come down from that eye stool up there, right down to us. You know, that was hated. Right down to us. Can I tell you this? The day I left prison, he came to me. He said, David, I'm just beginning to realise the magnificence of the Christian life. That's what the Lord Jesus Christ is doing in prison. Brothers and sisters, I've come a long way too. I've come to know the reality of God in such a way I could never possibly doubt. You know, God's my father. Christ is my friend. He's my personal friend. In many ways, I've experienced his peace, his joy, his happiness. I've experienced the gift of the Holy Spirit. And if he can do what he's done for me, because I've been and met hell, 
I've been right down as a sinner. There's no one sinned as much as I have, I can assure you. I know we've all sinned, but I have sinned. And I've met hell, but I've come through it. I've come through the victory because the victory was won for me by Jesus Christ. Because I accepted Jesus Christ. And you know, I do hope and pray that you will pray for these other brothers that's in, still in the prison. These are the brothers that are going around witnessing for the Lord Jesus Christ. They're getting beat up and injured because they will carry on to witness. But you know, they know what the finish is for them. They're going to, when they're good, they're going to glory. Amen. Praise the Lord. They're going to glory. And they're trying to take all the other brothers with them. And I, and I know you, they'd like your prayers. Do you know, I know they pray for you because I've sent many a letter to Henry. When we've told him we've been praying for them. And to Thorpe, at Thorpe Esley, where I go and worship. And they've been praying, prisoners praying for you people that's on the outside. You know, and we know it should be the other way around, but that's how free they are. We know they're not free physically, but they're free mentally. They're free because the Lord Jesus Christ released them. Praise the Lord. And you know, the greatest joy of my life came to me on, th on Thursday, yesterday. Because I'd been invited to go along to it's the Derwent Convention. If there's any Methodists here in the Verde of Cliff College at uh, Carver, they have a Derwent convention, the Derwent week, and I was invited to go and take the Tuesday and the Thursday night meeting, and I sat alongside people that really could preach, I was on one side of me was David Watson from York, who you know David Watson very well, on the other side was Ken MacDonald from Scotland, do you know in the centre was Cliff Richards, Cliff Richards, yes the, the singer, and what a testimony he has. You know, and then when all these had done thing preaching, uh, Dr. Wood called me to the platform. And, you know, I, I shrunk like this. I thought, here's me, look at me, <laughs> compared to all these. But, you know, there was one thing, we was all the same, wasn't we? Because we're all brothers and sisters. We're all, in, we're all one, because we're all one family. And when I got there, Dave Watson gave me a pat on the back. He says, don't worry. He says, I remember you from prison. He says, go on, go and do a good job. He says, because if you don't tell them about your being in prison, he says, I'll stand up and tell them. I said, you've no need to worry about that because that's all I'm going to tell them, my testimony. But I've been invited, brothers and sisters, to go to Cliff College. Uh, the, the principal at Cliff College and Dr. Wood invited me last night to go next September when the course starts to go and do a two years course in evangelistic work. Praise the Lord. It's been a hard thing for me to do. I, I had to make a decision there and then. I had six months to make a decision, but I made my decision there and then. Because a long time ago I prayed that I could be used by the Lord. Henriette said, when I first went to Newark, and do you know, he never recognised me. I sat there the first week and had to go and say, didn't I? Well, it wasn't. It was Albert that, that told him who I was. He couldn't recognise me. He couldn't recognise me. So that's what the Lord Jesus has done for me. That's what prison's done for me. And he told me, Henry, that you're going to be a blessing for the Lord. You're going to be used by the Lord. And that was the first person that came along and he invited me. And I'm going, I've, took the, I've taken it. I said straight out last night, I said, yes please. Just like that, I said, yes please. Because where the Lord is working, I want to be. And I know the Lord will be going with me. So I leave you, friends, with my testimony. I hope I've shared it well. I'm not a very good speaker. But uh, all I can say is that if you haven't got Jesus Christ, then please come to Jesus Christ. As I say, what he's done for me, 
in prison and all the other prisoners he can do for you. And I want to ask one favour of you all. I don't think it's in the hymn book, but I'm sure you'll know it. Every Sunday at Wakefield Prison, at 12 o'clock, we have our sing-song. We have our glory sing-song. And the first hymn that we always start off with is my favourite. I'd like, I can sing you the first verse, I'm sure they can play it, is My Jesus, I love thee, I know thou art mine. If ever I love thee, my Jesus, tis thou.
I don't know about special requests, Lake, but you know, when our sister got up there, the Catholic sister, I remember when we were at home in our meeting one night, there was a, a Methodist uh, young woman came in there and uh, with her husband and she sat very stiff and starchy and never did nothing at all. And after we talked to her after the meeting, she said we were all wrong. But anyhow, through the Methodist church, she went away to be a missionary in India. And uh, she took malaria. And she was lying on the bed and, and she was very, very sick. And she heard, uh, uh, she, her husband said she was just on the deathbed and she was going and she was being taken up and she heard a heavenly choir and they were singing exactly the same way as they were singing in the glory meeting. So there must be something to this glory way, really. And you know, when I was singing the other night, uh, I don't just sing that song because it's something to sing. It's very precious to me. I remember when I was a drinking man, which I was very, very much, and I wasn't converted till I was 29, and I was standing in the, in the public house this night, on this Saturday night, and uh, I was, you know, pretty well half gone, you know. And there was a young man standing, and he started to sing that song. And you know, it came right through them windows into my heart. But I never got converted until two years after. But that's how it stuck to my heart very, very much. And it's most precious to me because... Uh, I know that this Jesus died for me, and I'll sing it for the person who wants it to sing tonight, and I don't often do this, but praise the Lord, it, it must be the Lord in it. Hallelujah. Once the blessed Lord of you. Mighty God. 
such a mighty blessing. We thank you for what you've done in all of our hearts. Keep us all in the spirit, Father. Cover us under thy precious blood and take us from glory to glory and found this flame revival. Give everyone traveling mercies for Jesus' sake. Amen. Amen.